Our scripture reading today comes to us from Genesis 18. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, my Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves. And after that, you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So the visitors said, do as you have said. And Abraham hastened to the tent to Sarah and said, make ready quickly three measures of choice flour, knead it and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant, who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before the visitors, and he, took by, and he stood by them under the tree while they ate. In this passage, we see Abraham offering radical hospitality to these guests that he doesn't even know. So our second Old Testament reading today is from Amos. It's very different from what we heard in Genesis. This is what the Lord God had showed me, a basket of summer fruit. He said, Amos, what do you see? I said, a basket of summer fruit. And the Lord said, no more summer fruit. The end has come upon my people Israel. I will never again pass them by. The songs of the temple shall become wailings in that day, says the Lord God. The dead bodies shall be many, cast out in every place. Shut up and listen. You trample on the needy. Did y'all catch that? It was shut up and listen. You got it? Be silent and hear this. Shut up and listen. You that trample on the needy, and bring the, to ruin the poor in the land, saying, when will the new moon be over so that we may sell grain? That is, we can extend the day because we have light, and so we can sell more. We're all about the economy. And, and, you, and with the Sabbath, uh, that it may end, so we may offer wheat for sale. And we make the ephah small. Now that is the um, the unit of money for the aliens. We make that small and we make the shekel great. So we're, we're messing with the economy. We practice deceit at the, at the false balances. We buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals and we sell the chaff as if it were wheat. Doesn't sound familiar at all. The time is surely coming, says the Lord God. Oh, see, on that day, says the Lord God, I will make the sun go down at noon. I will darken the earth in the broad daylight. I'll turn your feasts into mourning and your songs into lamentation. I'll bring sackcloth on all the loins and baldness on every head. I do not think that's what happened to Chris and Andy. I will make it... Like mourning for the only, an only son, the end of it like a bitter day. On the one hand, we had this, this gracious hospitality in Genesis, and on the other, we have a, a people who are not caring 
for those in front of them. Let us pray. Oh God, we pray that we would hear you today, that we would see you, and that we would respond to you. In Christ's name, amen. Company's coming, and the master bathroom is completely torn apart because the, the uh, revamp wasn't done like it was supposed to be done. The shower pan is broken still and has to be redone again. There is dust everywhere from what looks like a decent tile job, but dust all through the house. The toilet, which does work, is sitting on the yard. Why it wasn't installed, we don't know. We could use that for our company. The drawers uh, for the new bureau really don't work right and are going to have to be done, which means that all the clothes are in the den and companies coming. Hospitality can be quite inconvenient. This is the story of Ida Botto, our, our, uh, our office manager here, and it's happening this weekend. Oh, and mom, can so-and-so come too? And so instead of just nine, there are 10 people there. Sure, bring an air mattress. We can fit him in. Hospitality can be really inconvenient. Well, in Genesis, I don't know what was going on with Abraham and Sarah when these three guys show up, but the way that Abraham just drops everything and is all about their care can shame some of us. Rest under the tree, he says, and, and I'll get some water, and then we'll have a little bit of bread, which isn't made yet. Did you catch that? Um, we're going to have a little bit of bread. And then he's running by the tent and says, make ready quickly three measures of choice flour, knead it, and make cakes. And then he runs to the field and gets the best calf and says to the servant, here, roast this up. And then he, he gets some of the, the curds and makes fresh cottage cheese, and they have a meal. He dropped everything. He dropped everything for these three strangers. Well, I see a little bit of my husband Tom in Abraham because he will go f full speed um, to invite people to the house and he has big ideas and big plans and we've got a big green egg out there and it's going to be great and his favorite line is, don't worry, it'll be fine. And I'm in the tent, just like Sarah, saying, is it two cups of flour or is it three? And am I supposed to use gold metal for these guys or the cheap stuff? Hospitality, I find, to be inconvenient. What about you? You get pushed out of your comfort zone. Your day gets interrupted. You thought you were going to do this and this and this, including writing a sermon. And I guess I... I guess... I also know that hospitality is inconvenient because with all that's going on at the church, my sister flew in from Colorado on Wednesday night, and I'm afraid that I have not been that hospitable to her. Uh, and, and then we have a, a shower, a welcome shower for my new granddaughter at our house with 30 family. <laughs> Thank you. She is perfect. 
perfect and beautiful. Her name's Catherine Marie. And so all of this going on, and the funeral yesterday afternoon, and so Friday I have these two, two sermons like jumbling around in my head, and I think, oh no, look at that St. Augustine. It really, it's, it's really too high in this area, and, it's, it's, and so I'm out there mowing. Hospitality is really inconvenient. And I think that God designed it that way. I think that he tries to get us out of our comfort zone. And God is all about hospitality. And he raised his people to be hospitable, to be about the things that he was about. There's an old Arab saying that if, some, if a stranger shows up on your doorstep, you should uh, feed them for three days and then ask them who they are, where they're from, and where they're going. Because by then, they will have the strength to answer you, and plus, they'll be such good friends that you really don't care that they're from that place. God was all about being hospitable. And it wasn't just about within your own people. God was really about the alien. Now you may say, wait just a minute, I thought that I remember all these stories in the Old Testament about how Israel is not supposed to mix with the surrounding countries and, and is not supposed to intermarry. But you see that that was really about God forming his people, making a nation that would follow him alone. And he was trying to get them not to, to follow those gods. You know, don't be worshiping their gods and don't be doing these things that I am not about. But he was about the alien, the widow, and the orphan. And all throughout Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, the Torah instruction is quite clear. You should welcome, welcome the alien, welcome the widow, welcome the orphan. You should not glean all of your crops when at the harvest. You should leave some at the edges for the alien to eat when they come through. Don't pick all the olive, all the olives off the tree. Leave some for the alien. And the grapes in the vineyard, same thing. God was about the alien. If there's an alien that's in your midst, then don't have a different law for him. One law applies to the whole people, and it's my law. Wow, this is a good story, a good lesson for today, isn't it? And if the alien is in your midst and wants to come to Passover, invite them. Bring them in and help them know what it's about. So God practiced an open table way before Jesus did. In our second Old Testament reading in Amos, the people had become about what God was not about. They were, they were about money. Brings to mind the industry, the healthcare industry. It's not about care, it's about money. We're supposed to be about what God is about. Last week we talked about the plumb line of love, 
that Amos was holding in the midst of the people, that Amos was, that Christ was, that we are. Hospitality is that love in action. It is that plumb line. Live it, is what God says. Well, who were those three men? Did you catch it? It was, it was the very first verse. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat by the entrance of his tent. He looked up and he saw three men standing near him. That was God that came. Quite a welcome for God. How would you welcome him? It makes me think of the New Testament story that Jesus tells when he is, talks about coming back as the, the son of man who will be judging the nations, right? Matthew 25. And he says, I'm going to separate the sheep and the goats. I don't know why the goats always get a bad rap. I know Shauna Abbott would be very upset. Um, I think it's because they don't produce the wool, so they're not worth as much. But you always want to be with the sheep. And so the sheep at his right hand are going to inherit the kingdom of God. He says, um, you'll inherit the kingdom because when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was Homeless, you gave me shelter. Naked, gave me clothing. Sick, took care of me. In prison, you visited me. And the sheep said, what? When was that? I didn't see you. I didn't. We didn't do that to you, King. King Jesus. He says, no, it's when you did it to the least of these, which is whom I'm about. That's when you did it to me. God and Jesus are all about hospitality, and it can be inconvenient. Imagine if Jesus showed up at your doorstep, would you treat him like Abraham did? Would you recognize him? Who is it that you really find hospitality too inconvenient to actually serve. Well, if we return to Ida's story of the inconvenient hospitality, Friday, two days ago, it's summertime here at Canyon Creek. Staff is coming and going. Ida was the only one in the office, and stuff was happening. And stuff is going to be happening at home. She needs to be at home for, right? And... <clears throat> You're supposed to go home at 1 o'clock on Friday. I, I see texts start flying around noon. And it is the daughter of the man whose funeral that we were having saying, well, the video that was supposed to be ready Wednesday to do a technology check is ready. Can I bring it by? Ida's leaving in an hour. So for Ida, two worlds are colliding, right? It's the hospitality that she has to, to serve over here, these people coming to her house that's not put together. And the hospitality that is the person right in front of them, this grieving person that needs her care. 
Hospitality is inconvenient. And she texts me at 1.20 and says, we got it taken care of. And the video worked, and it was beautiful. Hospitality stretches us when God calls us. It's uncomfortable. It interrupts us. It's inconvenient. Well, God is stretching this church as well as we discern what it means to live into our, our new mission call. That is, building relationships wherever we go. Now that is inconvenient. You've got to be on. And the session had met and uh, studied and prayed and discerned that this is what we are about. That because the world, it's this little card, I hope you've seen it, I hope you begin living into it. It's at all the entrances in the welcome desk. That reconciliation and relationship are not just a priority, it's a way of life, and that the world is in desperate need for it. Canyon Creek Church is therefore called to seek what God wants to do through us. That's inconvenient. To affirm every, the value of every person without exception. That's inconvenient. To respond compassionately to the needs of our neighbors, including the woman at the early service who wanted to talk to me and had some needs. Well, that's inconvenient. To grow in our understanding of who God is in Jesus Christ. Oh, and when we start growing, we start knowing that we're stretched in new ways, and that's inconvenient. To walk side by side rather than to go head to head, pushing beyond boundaries that divide. That's inconvenient. I want to celebrate five ways that this church just in the last week is doing just that. We had staff and, and volunteers who spent hours with a, uh, a new widow who had stopped at our church last week. We had a deacon who cared for one of our members who is struggling uh, and who needed to um, get bill pay online so she could pay her bills and to understand it and to be trained on it. And ends up she didn't even have a, a current ID, so we helped her get that. And I got this thank you note. It says, I, I want to thank the church. She said, you, but really it's the church. I want to thank the church for helping me. John came to my rescue and all is well now. John was very helpful in explaining what he was doing to set up my bill pay so I can continue on my own. He's a great guy. He also made me laugh many times. My mood is now much better. Thank you and God bless. And then there was this kind of spur of the moment women's ensemble that formed to help these two granddaughters of the man who died who wanted to sing at his funeral but who might not be able to get through the song. And then there's a team of people that, that is willing to walk with one of our members who 
whose insurance has expired, and he's a stroke victim, and we don't know if we'll be successful in helping him get ins the insurance or what that will be like, but they won't be alone. And then there's a piecemeal response team that came together because one of our members' apartments was damaged, water damaged, when uh, the apartment next door caught fire. That was this week that I know about. I know you know about more. So we're doing it, but it's inconvenient, this hospitality. It's going to derail our plans, but it's going to be God's will for the day. This call to inconvenient hospitality is going to make us rethink what's important. Do we have to have a master bath in place to open our home? And does the yard really have to be mowed before the guests come? It's going to require that we consider letting go of some things that we treasure so we can be a place that invites everyone to the table. Amen.